Every business is unique. But the ups and downs we experience as we launch and run our businesses are pretty similar. We're Harmon Brothers, the team behind Pooping Unicorns and other weird but successful video ads you've probably seen. We help businesses grow through unforgettable video marketing, and we're no stranger to tricky situations. In fact, we embrace them. The goal of this podcast is to show how your crappy circumstances could be the golden opportunity that leads to your next success. You're listening to Poop to Gold. Welcome back to Poop to Gold. My name is Keith, the podcast producer, and I'm here with Chris. How are you today, Chris? I'm doing great, Keith. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah. So Chris is part of Yonder. What What is Yonder? So Yonder is one of those agencies that, uh, so like when I go to parties, people go, what do you do? And if I say digital marketing, people just glaze over and start to go, great, this guy. And uh, so typically what I'd tell people is like, hey, you ever wonder why people come to your website or how to grow your email list or, you know, how to get more interactions on Facebook? Well, we fix that. We help generate leads and business uh, for companies that want to grow their business online. So that's why uh, Yonder exists, and that's what we do. Awesome. So what is what is the why of your business? Why do you do this? I come from a corporate world background and a nonprofit background. So it's kind of a went from mega church to corporate. And uh, while sitting in corporate, I kind of was like, you know, uh, I can make medium to large or small businesses the same amount of money uh, as the same tools that I'm using with these large corporations. And I turned around, I was like, you know, I'm gonna start an agency where I can show these businesses how to use the tools to make and generate revenue and we help them do it. Yeah, so we're we're about a year old. Uh, well, I take it back, we are a year old. We just turned a year two weeks ago. And really the reason why is just, I really love small businesses. I'm a small town kid from uh, the mountains of Blue Ridge, Georgia. And uh, yeah, I kind of went from being a country kid to, being a city kid. So it's kind of the mix of both worlds, but, uh, my goal is to help businesses grow that just don't know how to do it. Awesome. I, I love the fact that you're from a small town. Why, I, why did you decide to focus on small businesses rather than, uh, go for the big ones? Yeah. So the, the big ones, there's a lot of red tape, right. And everybody, you know, this as well as I do, like, there's always somebody that's like, Oh, I know how to do this. We don't need to hire you or we don't, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm like, well, if you know how to do it, then why we're here, you know, that kind of thing. But, uh, it's always, always a skeptical, like kind of thing. So I, I had been on that other side. I was always skeptical when agencies come in, I'm like, ah, oh, what are they going to do? You know, I know how to build a website or whatever. But what I realized is like, you know, these small to medium businesses, they are kind of just hungry to learn what this thing's about, right? It's kind of an easy sell. It's like, hey, you can put $1 in and get $3 out. Would you keep going back to that vending machine or bank account or whatever? And everybody's like, yeah, let's do it. And I just love working with uh, businesses that just grow and they just kind of grow with us. It's been, it's been really cool to see. So why are you personally invested in in Yonder? I've been under the radar, not as Yonder, for the last uh, four or five years, just being a, a freelancer and just kind of helping people on the side. And my background is, you know, designing and building apps and selling those apps in the corporate world. 
And so about a year ago, I, uh, my wife and I looked and at each other and she's like, look, you know, our son's four, our daughter's 18 or gosh, to the time of six months. And, uh, she's like, either do it now or never a year ago. I just said, you know, what? I'm going to brand this thing and I'm really going to invest the time that all the stuff that I've learned and all the, you know, small courses I've taken or the big courses I've taken and literally put it into practice because I think I can really do this. A year ago, you would have seen this camera feed that would have been grainy in my basement, my personal basement, not my mom or dad's basement. So that's good. I would have been in my basement and a year later, we're in a office space that's a 1900 mil and I love it. I mean, it's, it was really hard. I think I picked the worst year in the history of earth to start an agency. I just wanted to kind of invest it and, and bet on myself and say, you know, I'm going to grow this business and grow this agency. And if I fall, nobody can fault me for trying. And uh, so we're a team of four. We're growing. So I, I, I love it. I That's such a great story. I guess you kind of mentioned a little uh, as you're talking about your why, but let's, let's talk about your poop moment for a second. Yeah. Um, so I've had a very weird journey to get up to here. I, I started really, uh, it, you know, it goes all the way back to high school. Everything is connecting. Now I graduated high school early cause I hated it. I was a horrible student. Uh, went to be a musician, uh, played harmonica for a living, which not many people can say they played harmonica for a living. I thought that's what I was going to do. Right. And, uh, music was going to be my thing. And, uh, and I just uh, was in it for almost three years. And I was like, you know, there's got to be something more. And I told my parents, <laughs> I was like, I went from like this tour bus lifestyle to talking to my parents and going, hey, I think I want to go to University of Georgia. Just go to school, figure this thing out. Somewhere the wires must have got crossed and uh, show up to school. And it wasn't Georgia. It was a HVAC plumbing school in Athens, Georgia. So I was like, what's going on here? And uh, my parents like, ah, you need to learn a trade. And I was like, yeah, but I don't know. I think I kind of want to be a coach or something. I don't know if I want to have plumbers crack the rest of my life and uh, deal with poop. Let's just put it that way. I'm sitting there and I quit after six weeks. Kind of was just like, what am I, what am I doing? And so that was kind of a low moment. And I remembered like my skills of designing and that was always around and architecture was always a thing. And I knew AutoCAD through high school and I ended up working for like the third largest engineering firm in the world in my early twenties and became one of the youngest directors. And basically my job was to create solutions to save them money, uh, which was really weird. So they had AutoCAD and at the time they had SharePoint dare I say, oh my gosh, that was bad times, dark times. I don't know wherever poop goes, but that's where it was. Um, so, but basically it was like connecting all these things. And then before I knew it, I was saving the millions of dollars, bringing it all digital. I thought, oh, all right. I found my groove. This is the thing. And, um, I really thought I was going to be in architecture and do design and, and really do these creative solutions. Well, then the market crashed. Literally, my wife and I were like, man, you know, what are we going to do? And <laughs> at that time, we did have to move in with my parents. So it was like, I think everybody that were there in 20s that lost their job, they're just like, well, 
I guess we'll move back in with mom and dad, you know, or whatever. We moved back in. I just kind of went back on the road, not as a musician, but a friend of mine. It's like, hey, come on tour with us. And uh, we did this big national tour thing. And, and these people thought that I was like a musician. And so we were there on tour and I was like, hey, you know, I know this program called After Effects and I can do these intros for you guys to walk up to. And they're like, oh, we've never heard of that. That'd be cool. And so I started doing it, fell in love with it, loved doing it. Basically, my wife's like, okay, it's time to, to figure out, you know, what are you going to do next? Uh, I don't know if you realize that we're married. You're, I'm back home with your parents, by the way. And uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, my, my dad doesn't wear shirts very often. So uh, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was pretty rough. After that, uh, a, a church called. And uh, they're like, look, we need a creative director. Yeah, just grew for like 10 years and ended up being at a big mega church with 15,000 people coming every single week and learned website design, learned motion graphics, learned videography, learned everything. Because in church, you don't have the staff or you don't have the funds to hire a bunch of people and stuff like that. And left church world and started working for a large insurance company and here I was working for a church for 10 years and all of a sudden uh, this insurance company had an innovation lab which is so weird all right so I'm in this innovation lab and I'm working with like all these cool products and stuff like that and I was like okay I think I'm supposed to do user experience or UX and started learning the customer journey and started learning the psychology of like how people buy and all that kind of stuff. Fast forward, I started working with companies like Coke and Nike, Walmart and Apple and really understanding how they do everything and helping. I mean, this kind of dates me a little bit, but I was helping Nike with like their online e-commerce store on how to like get people to use their, their reward points on Nike shoes, right? And so I took all of that and I was like, and I built uh, a couple of websites for some companies. And I said, hey, you really need to think about the the journey on how people are going to buy. And really, I guess, like, I had a lot of poop moments where it's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, what does this have to do with anything? Going from working at church to working in corporate and all that. And then to now, it just kind of made me realize really in this last year, like all of that leads up to now. And the crazy thing is like, if we wouldn't have had the pandemic, we would have been at close to seven figures in our first year. And it's all because I'm interacting with the customer and I'm trying to like figure this thing out. And then I was like, you know what? I need a, I need a partner in this. I need a business partner. Uh, brought in uh, Jim Nichols. He's a very big fan of this, by the way. So I just had to like, put that in there. But uh, yeah, him and I just kind of partnered together. And what's really happening right now is all the poop moments and stuff like that are now becoming gold as far as like highlight reels. Everybody thinks that we're just an overnight success, right? They just think, oh man, you just turn this thing on and all of a sudden you're just counting the dollar bills. And I think right now is really my, my gold moment. Obviously I'm going to have more poop moments running an agency and stuff, but like, man, Right now I'm loving it because it's, it's one of those things where I'm just kind of, I'm doing, doing what I know that's right. And that's making the customer happy and helping them grow. 
And uh, so where I'm at right now is really kind of our gold moment. And to be on this podcast and be able to talk to you is like a huge thing for like all my friends and folks like that. And it's just awesome. I love it. Awesome. I'm that like, what a great story. Uh, I love how uh, it, it takes different poop moments to uh, collectively make your gold moment. Oh yeah. In your poop moments, what what kind of because uh, you mentioned that you had a family, and eventually you had to move back in with your parents. What what kind of was there any kind of strain with your family, or did it make it hard uh, for your yeah, personal so, life? Yeah, it it was pretty tough because it's like uh, we only lived there for like a brief time, but you know, luckily we didn't have kids at the time. And so it was kind of, we we're trying to figure out what is Chris going to do for a living, right? Because church world wasn't working. Like there is no family time, which is odd because like the position that I was in, like it was me making Sunday morning happen. You know, a lot of people think that I'm going to be very like boring or weird because I worked in church for 10 years. And I'm like, no, uh, exact opposite, actually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was a lot of strains because just a lot of late nights trying to figure out what is the next thing that that I need to do to grow or do I want to do this freelance thing? Because I've always freelanced and I've always done that thing and I always had two or three jobs or whatever. And I think in those moments, it's like, oh man, where is this really going to go? I'm going to get burnt out really quickly having all these jobs. And even in corporate world, like, you know, it was great money and everything else, but I was still freelancing because it was just boring, right? It's just like, same thing every day, clock in, clock out. I, I really appreciate my wife being with me through that whole thing because she's she's getting to see the, the, the gold moments right now because she's just like, wow, I remember when he's like staying up at 2 a.m. and like having to like wake up. And I mean, I don't know who else learns about sales funnels at two o'clock in the morning, but I guess I do. I equate it to you know, we look at Michael Jordan or LeBron James and we're just like, man, they're, they're so good, but we don't see them in the gym shooting free throw after free throw, right? Learning the mechanics of it and learning how to like, just be in that rhythm. There was a lot of process uh, through that of like, we're going to invest in this. We're going to have, you know, we had a lot of ups and downs. I mean, uh, one, one big moment when I was going to go full-time freelance in one day, I lost a quarter million dollars in uh, contracts. And wow. it was so bizarre. And uh, I was like, okay, it's just not my time, you know? And mm -hmm. uh, But I didn't quit. That was kind of the biggest thing. And the one thing that kind of get, gets me through all this stuff is, you know, one, just keep going because sometimes you need to hear that. And then two, you know, your greatest potential is on the other, other side of I quit. Because all the time you invested and everything else, if you quit, you may not know what's on that other side, right? And I tell a lot of people too, some of, some folks like myself, you needed to quit that job because in your gut, you knew that something was better on the other side of that. So that's kind of, yeah, that's that's really got us to where we're, we're at now. I, I love that you have this drive within you. It took you years to find the the business that you actually wanted to do. For our listeners, what what would advice would you give them on learning the the traits that they can give to other people? Yeah, I mean, if I was 20 years old right now and had the internet the way that I have the internet, my goodness. Like I think 
anybody and everybody would be unstoppable at this point. I think right now it's a lot of people are worried about, well, if I invest like five or $10,000 into learning, like, is it going to pay off? Right. And it's always in the, the beauty of it. Most of the stuff that you want to do right now, somebody's already done it and put it online and said, this is how I do it. Right. Like that's the beauty of it, right? I know you guys have a course, right? And actually, you know, my my business partner went through it and I, I started to go through it. And I mean, the thing is, is like, if you want to learn ads or if you want to learn how to be a baker or if you want to be a woodsman, right? Just live in the woods. I'm sure there's a guy that's like <laughs> yeah. YouTubing right now. Hey guys, day 48 in the woods. I'm just Carl the woodsman, you know, whatever. But uh, you get it. I mean, that's the thing. And so mm-hmm. it's like, I was so terrified to Google like how to grow a business or how to do this or how to do that because I was terrified that people were going to find out. And the thing is, is like when I'm sitting across from a client and they ask me a question, well, now I know how to answer it, right? It's educating yourself on what are the questions that your potential client's going to ask to verify that you know. But here's the, here's the fun part. Sometimes your clients are asking the question because they have no idea. It's not really a test. They don't have a clue how to bake a pie, but they just want to make sure that you know how to bake a pie. That's the only encouragement that I give folks is like, don't be afraid to learn and don't be afraid to share your learnings with other people. I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing. You become the authority when you start sharing with others what you learned, because here's the, here's the trick about it. People are going to hire you most of the time because they don't want to do the work to get it done. And that's, that's the biggest thing that I come away with all of that stuff. So true. So true. So on your website and uh, in kind of your biography on LinkedIn, you talk about uh, new websites. <clears throat> well, what is, why should people start thinking about new websites or like web design type of things? Yeah, I love that question because I get it all the time. People always say, well, I have a website. I'm done, right? And I'm like, "Eh, not so much. Let's take a look. You know, a lot of people hire website companies and there's nothing wrong with hiring website companies. But the day and age of just having a website is kind of going away where it's the day and age of having a converting website. Like, are you telling your story well to get it converted? And are you making people understand what you do within five seconds of loading that web page, right? And so our biggest goal here is to, to create high converting websites. Tell the story. You know, we, we say it right up front. We build converting websites that sells, right? Mm-hmm. And so the biggest thing is if you're a life insurance company, you can't just be so vague of like your life is about to get better. Well, what does that mean, Right. I have no clue what you sell and I'm just going to go out. And if somebody, if somebody says, Hey, we help you through the life insurance plan. So your family doesn't have to worry about it. Well, that tells me right off what we're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. I uh, talk about barbecue way too much. And so if you're a barbecue owner, right. You, you don't just go, our our food changes your life or whatever. If you're in barbecue, go have the best brisket in your neighborhood. Like, well, yeah, I want to beat out, you know, Dave at the end of the street. Everybody can, everybody keeps talking about his brisket. I want to beat him out. Right. And so, you know, what people are offering, you know, a lot of people call it the grunt test or whatever. Cause I'm from the mountains. I kind of pretend like it's the good old boy test. 
Like if a good old boy doesn't know what you do, you're missing it, right? Those are the people that are simple, that just want to know, and that's it. And no frills and don't be, don't be cute about it. Be really clear about what it is, the product that you offer, and don't hide it. The, the other big thing too is give away content. If you're, if you work in barbecue or for your life insurance or whatever, you know, write a PDF that says, Hey, five tips on how to have the best brisket or three ways to save money on your life insurance plan. Like those things educate people. And then if you go a step higher, which I don't have to tell you is video, right? Like Mm -hmm. video is one of the biggest keys to all of this. Like we have all these phones that have incredible, like 4k phones, like that's ridiculous. Right. Mm -hmm. And we have no excuse to not be in front of a camera and say, Hey, if you sign up for this, I'll send you a video series on what I do to walk myself, walk clients through my process. Right. And so that's really the biggest thing that I tell a lot of people when it comes to websites is that leads to other things. Just because you have a website, you got to have something else that offers it so you can get them to the next step. And it, you know, a lot of people don't realize that it takes seven times for people to really go, Oh, that's what they do. And then they call like, that's, what's ridiculous. Like there's seven times in that process, or if you count, when you close that sale, you've either met with them or talked to them seven different times and then they're ready to go. And it's kind of educating my customers to realize that of it's not a come, a come to your website and go, Oh my gosh, I'm going to buy right now. Let's do it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the, those days are, are gone because there's a lot of noise, right? There's a ton of noise. There's definitely a ton of noise kind of along with that question is what can our listeners do? What are two or three things that they can do right now to their website to, to improve traffic? Yeah, absolutely. I, a lot of people think SEO or search engine optimization is such a scary thing. And if you have a website and a lot of these tools right now, uh, we use uh, Webflow and that's no secret. And Webflow has uh, incredible SEO tools, right? And it's putting in those keywords that people are gonna search to find you, right? Those are the things that we kind of focus on a lot of times of like, we don't do this crazy SEO thing. We're thinking, what are people thinking when they're typing in your service, right? Mm-hmm. And put the put that in the background and the metadata and get that going. Uh, the next thing is find two or three headlines that describe what you do. And just those headlines are like two sentences, right? And if you can't figure out a way to say it, you know, rehearse it with somebody. If somebody says, well, what do you do? Get it down to two sentences. Put that on your website and start to see if that converts. And really the third thing, what I would say is if you're having trouble getting traffic, it doesn't have to do with your website, but it kind of connects it. You start posting out of social media, like, Hey, sign up for my five tips or three tips or, you know, seven email series on how to grow your business or how to, you know, be the best baker or whatever put that on Facebook. You can do ads or whatever, but really you can do it organically. You don't have to pay for it. Uh, create an email list that you can sell to people, right? If you start to grow your business on Facebook or any of the other social media platforms, you're building your business on rented land. Your email list is yours, right? Those are your customer base. 
And those people have trusted you enough to give their email to you. So educate those people. And then when it comes time to sell something like a course or products or anything like that, people are going to gobble it up because I've been getting value this whole entire time. Of course, I'm going to download or buy or go to this next step with whatever business that is. So it's really just figure out the keywords that you want people to, to look at. What are the headlines that people need to know? And then start growing your email list with, you know, doing organic Facebook posts or being on YouTube and uh, creating, finding a tool, uh, an email service provider like a MailChimp or ActiveCampaign or ConvertKit. That's probably the best way to do it. Excellent. Excellent. Love it. For anyone who wants to look up what you're doing, where where would you like to direct them? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're on social media. We're all over the place as Yonder Agency. And on our website, it's yonderagency.com. And matter of fact, uh, if you're wanting to grow your email list, we have a free PDF right now of uh, five ways to grow your email list. And it actually walks through ConvertKit. Uh, convert kits, the simplest way to do it right now. And, uh, it's actually inexpensive, uh, hit us up where we love to have fun and we do free calls and all that kind of stuff. But every, I think everybody does free calls. I won't drill people to that to death, but if you want to talk to a bearded, uh, looking bear, uh, of a guy, uh, you know, hit us up. We'd love to chat with you. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. Thank you so much for being on our show today. Yeah. Thanks so much. So for all of you listeners, if you like what you heard Chris say, feel free to look him up. Uh, also, if you have any questions about what Harmon Brothers does or you found anything interesting in this podcast, feel free to go to HarmonBrothers.com. Um, and thanks so much. We'll see you on the next one. At Harmon Brothers, we're known for what we call our hero campaigns. These are big nationwide campaigns for brands like Squatty Potty, Poopery, Purple Mattresses, Lumi Deodorant, and many others. What makes these campaigns special is that they've helped scale those businesses by tens of millions of dollars each. Now, companies reach out to us on a regular basis wanting a hero campaign. They want that type of growth, they want that type of branding, and they want that type of awareness. But the simple reality is, most businesses and entrepreneurs aren't yet quite ready for that level of growth. So we've built what we call a hero incubator that is designed to help entrepreneurs and companies prepare for a hero campaign and to be ready for the type of growth that they're looking for. The hero incubator starts with a marketing audit. We offer these marketing audits for free and you can apply for one at harmanbrothers.com forward slash audit. Mm -hmm.